Hi, welcome to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts, and I just want to say, first of all, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. Thanksgiving is a time for us to look back on the year and be absolutely grateful for the wonderful people who surround us in our daily lives and that we don't take them for granted. Today, I am going to talk from the heart. I usually have notes for my shows and um, today I really want to talk about really living life in the present moment and living every day in gratitude. And this Thanksgiving had, of course, a profound effect on me as it does every year for the people that are here and the loved ones that have passed. It's a hard time for people who have lost loved ones during the year. If it's one of the quote unquote first, so this is your first Thanksgiving without your loved one, it can be very, very difficult. Especially you're getting hit with holiday after holiday after holiday. So Thanksgiving, then Christmas Eve and Christmas or Passover if you're Jewish or Ramadan. I'm not sure when that is, so forgive me if I don't know, but I want to include every um, Abrahamic type of religion, organized religion, and of course, you know, the pagans. So you have, you know, we just celebrated Samhain, and now we're going to be celebrating Yule. So there's a lot of different holidays coming up all within the next month. And we really need to honor our loved ones in spirit because they are with us every day. You know, I am an evidential medium. I am a channel. I am a shaman. I am a light worker, crystal healing practitioner. I'm a mother, a daughter, and a best friend and the lover, <clears throat> excuse me. So I think about loved ones I've lost years ago on days like today. Um, you know, we really, really don't want to take tomorrow for granted. And I don't want to be what they call a quote unquote Debbie Downer here, but if you live life in the present moment, then life is going to be a lot more joyous, a lot more blissful, a lot happier for you. And I know this because I practice this as much as I possibly can. And of course, my routine and my day-to-day -day stuff get in the way. Whether it's, you know, worrying about my son getting into college and taking his SATs and what courses he's taking or you know, my daughter with homework every day that I have to help her with, just my parently duties without 
my daughterly duties with um, an aging father who is um, somewhat disabled and um, has problems. Thankfully, my mother is healthy and is so helpful to me. My own health, I'm a cancer survivor. Um, I was told I had three years to live at 25. I did very rare cancer. And as a matter of fact, our ribbon for carcinoid cancer is a black and white zebra stripe because in medical school, they tell you, if you hear hoofbeats, then horses, not zebras, because zebras are the unique and the rare. They want, you know, the students to learn just, and the residents and the interns and eventually the attendings um, to just do the, you know, the general, the common, Occam's razor, so to speak. But mine, unfortunately, was a zebra. But I was very fortunate to not only survive and surpass the three-year mark that was put on my life by my surgeons, I was able to have children. And I was able to do things that they said was impossible. So I am grateful to be alive. I am grateful to help my clients and my friends, whether they're going through some sort of crisis, whether it's spiritual, emotional, or physical, or interdimensional, believe it or not, um, or whether they've just lost a loved one. That's why I do a mediumship and grieving package. Um, it's usually um, three sessions for the price of, like half price basically. 50% off. Um, and what I do is I'm also a um, counselor to help with the grieving process. I made sure I was certified in that because I've been there. I know how much it hurts. I know how much you want, you're the one of ones to be here physically. But you have to understand that you still will maintain a relationship with them, but it's going to be in a different state because they are joined with the collective consciousness. However, you can call on them and they can show you that they're there. You can feel them. They can leave you gifts. It's amazing what our loved ones can do without a body the giving a voice to the voiceless. And that's part of what I do because they channel and come through me. Um, I'm sure a lot of you out there are mediums yourself, so you know what I'm talking about. We all have these clear senses. Um, but we need to live in gratitude. We need to be grateful for the things that we have, 
as opposed to always looking to the things that we don't or the things that we want or the relationship that we want that we don't have. Right now is where you're supposed to be. Even if you're in pain. Because believe it or not, you grow from it. So as painful as your life may be right now, if you're in pain, you're supposed to be this way because you will come out of it, the other side, a stronger and better person for it. I know I have. Um, If you're not happy with your job, not happy with certain aspects of your life, just know those things will change. They may not change tomorrow. They may not change next week. But be grateful you have the job because there are a lot of people out there who don't. I mean, I've seen a surplus of homeless in my neighborhood. And I live on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And I have people sleeping in the vestibule when you come entering the bell. And I haven't seen homeless in my neighborhood since before Mayor Giuliani was here before 9-11. That's now a long time ago. For me, it feels like yesterday. But it was 18 years ago. So he really, the reason I bring this up is I know he's looked at as a joke now, which is very, which is a a shame because he really stepped up when 9-11 happened. And before that, he cleaned up our streets. He got rid of the drugs. He got rid of the, you know, the gangs. He got rid of the homeless. He got not rid of them, but got them into shelters, got them into housing, got them settled. And now they're back out on the street in the cold. So as small as my apartment might be, and I'm living in an apartment that I grew up in because it's rent stabilized and I live on the Upper East Side, which is very expensive. So my rent is in market value. I am grateful for it because when I come in, whether it's during the day or at nighttime, and I see a man trying to get warm in my building, which is kind of scary because a lot of the homeless have mental problems. So, you know, you, tr- you just, you know, unfortunately walk by them and I don't want to do that. I, if it's safe and I have somebody with me, I would like to offer them food or whatever it is they may need, a blanket, a pillow, the basic comforts of humanity, what we need. And I see this man downstairs every once in a while in a puffy coat and a hat, no matter what the temperature is outside. And now that it's the end of November, it is pretty cold. So 
you know, I want to do something for my fellow man. I want to help where I can help. I want to live in the now. I want to live in gratitude and I want to serve and help people as much as I can. Whether that's through the services that I have or just people I meet around walking in my neighborhood because I've noticed a difference. I've seen such a surplus of people that are homeless and it is such, it's heart-wrenching. It's absolutely heart-wrenching. And the fact that I'm sitting in my apartment next to the radiator where the heat is steaming, steam heat coming on, and I have the window open and it's the wind is crazy today. It's 40 mile an hour gusts constantly. And it's very cold. And I think of people that are out there living on the streets because maybe the shelters are just too dangerous now to stay in, or they lost their housing. You know, we're having a housing crisis here too, and I'm sure it's happening all over the United States, all over the world. So on this Thanksgiving, we really need to give thanks no matter what situation we're in, whether it's bad or okay or good, we have to live in gratitude and be thankful. Be thankful for the people that are in our lives because you don't know what's going to happen. Tomorrow is not promised and yesterday is gone. And this time of year is very difficult for people who have suffered losses, whether it's a divorce, loss of a job, loss of a home, loss of a loved one. It's difficult. And everything happens for a reason, which is really hard to accept when you're in pain. But you will get to a new normal. And whatever has happened is a part of you now. And you are stronger than you think and stronger than you know. On the days where you feel like you can't take it anymore, you can. You just take life breath by breath, moment by moment. And I promise you, whatever you're going through, you'll get through. Surround yourself with amazing and grateful people. You cannot go wrong. And believe me, I'm not saying you have to be Zen all the time because it's impossible. There are a lot of mystics out there, a lot of light workers who kind of make you feel guilty if you know you get aggravated. <laughs> and that's life. You can you do get aggravated. It's a human emotion. And, you know, you don't need to get rid of the ego. It's part of your preservation. As long as you live the best life you can, you can't go wrong. As long as you're not intentionally hurting other people or other things like plants, animals, whatever. As long as you're not, and yourself. As long as you're not hurting yourself as well, you cannot go wrong. You do the best that you can because that is all you can do.
live life moment by moment. Live in the now. Don't worry about how you're going to pay your rent. Don't worry about how you're going to make that car payment. Don't worry about, you know, is my boyfriend, is my husband, is my wife, is my girlfriend cheating on me? You know what? You have no control over that. You only have control over how you act, how you react to things, and over yourself. So cut out the cheap drama. And this is something I learned 2001, actually today, because it is 5.15 in the morning here in the city. Today is the anniversary of the right hemicolectomy and the right oophorectomy and the, um, uh, the removal of my appendix. Um, I had all of that done at once. It is the day that I fought cancer and won. It is the day that I defied all the odds. And they said I'd be sterile, never be able to have children. A year and a half later, I had my son who is now 16. And then six years after that, I had my daughter who has just turned 10 on the 24th of this month. So I am grateful because the very first thing I thought of when the surgeon in the conference told me that I had three years to live, that I was going to die, and this cancer was going to kill me. This is what I heard at 25 years old. from somebody who did this for a living, for somebody who knew about this type of cancer, from somebody who was going to be cutting me open. And I defied the odds. I thought I had a cyst on my ovary and my GYN was there during while I was opened up. And it turned out I had endometriosis and adenomyosis so badly that they had to remove my right ovary and fallopian tube. It was strangling it and cement-like. And this tissue can go anywhere in the body. So it's dangerous. It's hard to try and keep it away. Um, And it comes back. And the rate of the carcinoid cancer coming back is 50%, which is one in two, which is very high. Um, Of course, it can't come back to the primary site because the primary site is gone. I was lucky it didn't reach my lymph nodes. But I look at it this way. I had till 28. I am 43. I have a life. So even if it does come back, I'm going to make the most out of the time I have now where I am healthy. And even though I may get aggravated with my children if they're arguing, 
or if I have so much work with my daughter because they're piling on the work, like unbelievable. She's got to read like she's only in fourth grade and has to read a novel a week. I can't even do that. And I listen to Audible all the time and I'm constantly reading and not just stuff on crystals and ascension and um, all of the stuff that I talk about. I love to escape with kind of what I call junk reading, <laughs> junk novels, uh, fantasy, um, science fiction, thrillers, you name it. I like all bunch of genres. I'm a writer myself, but I don't write fiction. I um, write nonfiction about uh, King Arthur and the Arthurian legends. I was an Arthurian scholar before I was all these other things, but it's just another title, it's just another label. I just am who I am. And I hate to put labels on myself like I did earlier when I started this podcast. Because I am just Jill. And you don't know me personally, so I have to use these labels of who I am and what I do and what I think and what I believe or, or whatever knowledge I may give on to you. If you are suffering from a loss of a loved one this holiday season, I do have in my back catalog episodes on the holidays and grieving. I believe I did one on Christmas and um, a couple before on how to deal with it. There are certain things we can do to help ease the pain of the holidays. And when I come back, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to get to a crystal. So hold on. I will be right back. Hi, this is Jill Roberts from Psychic Today. And I have some exciting news. I've created a website based on you, the audience. So only you guys will be able to access this information. So it's based on the show because we're going through this journey together. And I thought it was important to have the space for you if you had any comments or questions or you're interested in any services or just wanted to, you know, voice your opinions. So the website is Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. Again, it's the name of the show.com. Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. You can leave any questions or comments. You can email them at Jill at Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. Again, that's Jill at the name of the show, Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. And if you're interested in any of my services or courses, you can text or call at 917-336-0054. Again, that's 917-336-0054. And if you're calling from outside the U.S., you use the country code 1 and then the number 
0054. There is also a Facebook group just for this audience called Crystalline Exploration. So just check it out. Uh, you can search it on, in Facebook, find it, and request to be a part of the group. And there we'll talk about everything. Everything that I go over in this show, any, especially the crystalline exploration where we're talking about different types of minerals and gemstones and stones that are not too common. I try and keep, and I'm always searching for new and exciting stones that can do amazing things both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So I hope you enjoy the content on the website. Again, that's Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. And I really can't wait to hear from you. Welcome back to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And now we're going to talk about grief during the holiday season. I did a whole episode on this, but in season one, I believe. Um, and I'm just going to do a segment on this because my loves, I think it's absolutely necessary. Holidays are some of the roughest terrains we can navigate after a loss. And the ways that we handle them are as individual as we are. These holidays are part of the grieving journey that we must fully feel. When we're missing a loved one, holidays can be very often sad. But sometimes we may catch ourselves doing okay. And we may even have a brief moment of laughter. Now, more than ever, be gentle with yourself. And I say this all the time. Be kind and gentle with yourself. Take time out for self-love. And there is an episode on that too. You need to do that. There are many ways to externalize the loss and to give it a time and a place. You can say a prayer about your loved one before a holiday dinner, like I did tonight. I prayed that my grandmother, well, first of all, we weren't around the table talking about what we were thankful for. And we should really do this at every dinner that we have with family. Um, you know, in my household, nobody eats at the same time, perhaps my daughter and I, but other than that, we either eat in separate rooms or we're on our devices um, or we're busy doing work. Um, but when you are sitting around a table with your loved ones, it's a wonderful thing to talk about gratitude. And I lost my grandmother. It'll be two years coming up next month. And even though she was 94, and people say, well, that's not bad. You know, thank you're lucky. And I was lucky. I was 
absolutely lucky. But I worried about this woman passing away since I was three. So I used to even kill her off in my mind as a child so and feel the grief. So that way when she passed, it wouldn't be that hard. Of course, you can never prepare for death. And you usually the first death we experience, and I'm just saying in the general, is our grandparents. And I was so close with my grandmother. I mean, very close. She was my best friend. We would talk for hours. If she stayed over, we'd be up all night having a cup of tea and laughing and talking. She was very, you know, sensitive and open and we would have fun reading each other's auras and you know um she was very psychic she was very gifted and um she didn't even try it was just so natural to her and uh we had fun um it wasn't so much like in the native american uh tradition or in some Wiccan or pagan traditions where it is passed down generation from generation. For us, it was just, you know, something we just did and didn't think about. And it came natural. But I digress. What I was thankful for this evening that passed at the dinner table was that not only did I get to experience a relationship with her as a child, but I had her as a teenager, as a young adult, when I became a parent twice. And the fact that she had a relationship with both of my children on top of the relationship she had with me and my mother. So to have that, and to have that kind of unconditional love with someone. You know, you're always wondering, is this going to be the last holiday? Is this going to be the last summer vacation? I mean, we went on vacation with, with her and my grandfather when he was still around every year. I mean, they were involved in our daily lives. I was their emergency contact from the time I was a teenager, from 14 until... My grandmother died. I was 41. Um, so I was grateful for the time and the experiences and the love that I had gotten to share with her. Even though I worried about it for 40 years almost <laughs> of her passing, that she was wonderful and had so much energy. And then Stefan thanked for everybody sitting at that table. I also thanked that everybody was safe and healthy because without those two things, we have nothing. And uh, that we had the year that we had together. We had rough times. We had good times. Um, I was grateful for my children and my mom and just everyone sitting at that table. 
So it was nice. And I just thought this is something that I should just do more often and make it something, whether it's just me and the kids or my, you know, depending on who's at the dinner table, um, just put down the devices and actually talk to one another. You can also light a candle for your loved one. It doesn't have to be a candle in a church. It can be a chime candle, a little candle. You can use white, pink, red, black. Black is not a bad color. Black is an actual purification color. It's a color that you can use for lighting a candle. If you want to go with the basic white, that's wonderful too. Um, pink you can do for any type of love. Romantic love, you know, love of parents, love of children, unconditional love, love for yourself. Red is more of a passionate color, so that could be more of a romantic love. If it's a partner that you lost, you can also create an online tribute for them. I have one for my grandmother. Um, it's you're doing something. You need to keep your mind occupied. It's it's very very important, just in general, but especially during the holidays and um, during the grieving process, because an occupied mind is a healthy mind. So don't forget that. Share a favorite story about your loved one. A good memory. Especially something that made you laugh. That's always a wonderful... Something that made you smile. You can have everyone tell a funny story about your loved one. Um, at your place of worship, remember them in prayer. If you're engaged in organized religion. Chat online about them. Do the holidays in a new way. You don't have to do the same thing you've done every year. Change it up a bit. That way it doesn't feel so sad and you don't get so depressed. You know, grief has a very unique way of giving us permission to evaluate what parts of the holidays we enjoy and what parts we don't. Remember, there's no right or wrong way to handle the holidays in grief. You have to decide what is right for you. And you have every right to change your mind, even a few times. Holidays will certainly never be the same as before your loved one's death. However, in time, most people are able to find meaning again in the traditions as a new form of the holiday spirit grows inside of them. Whatever you experience, just remember that that sadness is allowed because death, as they say, doesn't take a holiday. And, you know, love never dies. So do what feels right for you. I don't care if people are pressuring you to be with them and you really don't feel like it or if you need to be around people then that's something you need to do you have to do what comes natural 
And the length of time you grieve is your length of time. In grief, we are like snowflakes. Everyone is different and everybody grieves differently. So if you know someone who's experienced a loss, give them a call, see how they're doing. Most people shy away because they feel like if it could happen to that person, it could happen to me and I could lose somebody. And it's often a very kind of superstitious thing. People are there during the funeral or whatever service you may have or whatever your, your tradition is for, for death. And then afterwards, it's the difficult part sets in and people kind of disappear. And it's really weird. People don't know what to say a lot of the time. So if you are a friend or a relative of somebody who's lost somebody dear to them, just pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm here. You know what? I'm here to listen. I'm here to talk. But don't give advice unless you're asked for it. Because a lot of times we try and do that and a lot of times people just need to vent. So listen, be there for the venting. Be there for the silence if that's the case. Be silent, listen, and empathize. Not sympathize, empathize. Try and put yourself in that person's shoes. I know it's hard and a lot of times we don't want to, but you can help your friend, you can help a relative, a coworker get through this hard time by just making a phone call, not a text, not an email, not a Facebook messenger text of a sticker or something. Make the phone call, visit in person, be whatever they need you to be. And again, if you are the person who is in bereavement, do whatever you need to do. Do whatever feels right, do whatever feels comfortable. Right now you're in survival and self-preservation mode. So, like I said, be gentle with yourself, change things up a bit, honor your loved one, try not to get too obsessed with it. It can be what you think about all the time. If you find yourself laughing at something else, don't feel guilty. A lot of times we have survivor's guilt for no reason just for the fact that we're still here and they're, they're not physically. But they're still here. All you have to do is call their name. It's like if somebody calls your name, you turn around and you look. It's the same thing. Ask them to come into your dreams if you want to connect with them that way. If you're dealing with, uh, if you're not um, clear you know, sentiently open, 
clairvoyantly open, clairaudiently open. There's a clair for every single sense. So I'm not going to go through them all, but if your quote-unquote psychic senses, I hate to call them that, it's an umbrella term like pagan um, or even Christian because there's so many different types of Christianity. Um, just, um, you know, do what you need to do. And there will be always a before they've passed and an after. And right now, you need to find your new normal. And that's okay, and it takes time. And you'll get there. You'll get there. If you're not, you know, like I said, if your psychic senses aren't developed, then, you know, reach out to a medium. Reach out to a good medium. Um... It's, it's helped me years ago, um, even though I was a medium. It's kind of like being a dentist. You don't really work on yourself. Um, there's certain people that is too painful, even after all these years, to connect with. But um, channeling on the go with my grandmother is amazing. She leaves me little gifts. She argues with me. When I go to do things or say things, she's, if she doesn't think I'm saying or doing the right thing. Um, and I can feel her. I can smell the, the moisturizer she used to use on her face. Um, and it's amazing. And it helps so much with the grieving process. It's almost like having a telephone to your loved ones. So... You know, do whatever you need to do and be kind to yourself, be kind to others, do the best that you can because that's all we can do. So stay tuned. I'll be right back with the stone that I think will bring you a little bit of joy during this holiday season. And welcome back to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And the stone of today, since we're talking about grief and the holidays, is Alexandrite. Now, some keywords for Alexandrite are joy and wisdom and, most importantly, release of sorrow. The elements are wind and water. And the chakras are the fourth, which is the heart, the sixth, which is the third eye, and the seventh, which is the crown. Now, alexandrite is a variety of what's called a chrysoberyl, which is a beryllium aluminum oxide, and it has a hardness of 8.5 on the Mohs scale. It is one of the hardest gemstones, second only to diamond and uh, corundum. Its crystal pattern is orthohombic, and it is sometimes formed in kind of hexagonal-looking twinned crystals. 
It was discovered in the Ural Mountains in Russia in 1830 on the birthday of Tsar Alexander II and was named after him. So that's why it's called Alexandrite. So, and the magic of Alexandrite is in the property of the color change. It is light red or red purple in incandescent artificial light and green or blue green in daylight. Appropriate to its name, the red and green colors of Alexandrite were the same as those of the Russian Imperial Guard. In addition to Russia, Alexandrites have been found in uh, Sri Lanka, South Africa, Burma, Brazil, Madagascar, and, of, and the United States. The largest cut gem, weighing 66 carats, is in the Madagascar. Oh, sorry, is in the Smithsonian Institute in Washington. Alexandrite is one of the world's rarest gemstones, and the finest specimens are more costly than diamonds. And believe me, I know because I have one. <laughs> Um, since its discovery, Alexandrite was believed in Russia to be a stone of good fortune. As belief in magical properties of stones faded with the rise of science and rationalism, Alexandrite was the only gemstone still believed to be a beneficial talisman as late as the 19th century. In current metaphysical thought, Alexandrite is said to carry a very joyful vibration and a powerful agent of inner transformation and spiritual involvement. It embodies both the heart energy, green, and the higher mind energy, purple. Its property of changing color in different lights symbolizes the ideal of inner adaptability in which, you know, one's able to respond from the mind, the heart, or both together in whatever way is most appropriate. Using Alexandrite in meditation, in stone layouts, or in jewelry can stimulate a harmonic opening of the heart chakra, the third eye, and the crown chakras, in which the three operate as an integrated whole. And right now, with the ascension of not only us, but the earth, this stone is very important because it utilizes both the heart and the third eye. And that is more and more being found in the new consciousness as far as them working in unison. And I believe I spoke about the, um, I believe it's neurotransmitters, 40,000 of them that are in the heart that act like they do in the brain. So there is a very much a correlation. I'm not sure if it's neurotransmitters. It's neuro something. I will get my notes and find out and let you guys know. But it's 40,000 of them. And they do the same thing that they do in the brain. So the metaphysical properties of doing, especially guided meditations, that combine the fourth and sixth chakras or, and the seventh are very important. Um, so it's true that Alexandrites are stone of joy. And for that reason, they ought to be taken seriously. These stones have a vibrational connection to source energies, whether you believe that's God or Allah or, you know, whomever. Um, it has a vibrational connection to source and of the higher dimensions, where the atmosphere is most rapturous. However, 
you must be careful to do more than just enjoy the happy feeling you know you're you're getting by being in contact with the stone alexandrite's window to the ecstasies of the higher realms can and should be the springboard to inner exploration so not just using it to get the happy joyous feeling but to also use it for your transformation for your spiritual journey which is why I'm doing this podcast because we're all going through it and you know it's nice to go through it together um it's a tool to offer one on a quest into the self for one thing it may help you to experience the fact that joy of the celestial realms is also simultaneously here at every moment and your reality depends to a great extent upon the levels at which you choose to receive alexandrite shift their colors when different wavelengths of light shine upon them one of the lessons of their essence is to teach us to take in all the energies that come to us to transmute them into such harmony and beauty as as it is possible and to do this with the inner resilience of commitment to joy the commitment with the assistance of alexandrite's vibrational connection to the higher realms makes us into sources rather than mere receivers of joy it's such a wonderful stone um it's up there with ahoyts and papagoites and um but this stone is unlike any other it really does give you that joyous feeling and the release from the in you know consistent sorrow that you live in when you're grieving now it's a stone alexandrite's a stone of high wisdom and heart energy it facilitates one moving through grief or self pity even and it enables you to perceive your own point of power in the moment it is excellent for those who procrastinate and are unable to take action due to fear alexandrite opens the heart chakra and the third eye assisting you in perceiving and understanding the wisdom hidden within difficult emotional experiences it lends a sense of hope in standing with the wisdom hidden within difficult uh times it lends a sense of even light in the darkest of times and it can help you find the path to the light of source when all seems lost alexandrite is a stone of joy it stimulates your recognition of abundance on all levels it can be used to attract wealth and to assist in manifesting the heart's desires and dreams even in pieces that do not exhibit color change the energy of alexandrite can assist one in shifting circumstances and emotions to more accurately reflect spirit on the earth plane alexandrite brings a frequency of joy that is related to the experience of revelation it is a powerful stone for stimulating the intuitive and psychic senses at the same time opening the heart to divine love alexandrite is a powerful stone to use for connecting with the divine mind 
within this state of connection. It is as if you're speaking to a loving parent who will answer questions and reveal knowledge to you in a way that reflects a deep understanding of your experiences. When resonant with the energy of the divine mind, you're able to speak from the heart-centered place of higher knowledge. This facilitates communication, teaching and channeling, or psychic counseling work. This stone facilitates accessing the Akashic records and can assist one in perceiving alternate and past life experiences that are relevant to current situations. It is closely related to both ancient Egyptian and Atlantean energies and can assist those who were once priests or priestesses in recovering ancient sacred knowledge. So it's pretty much an amazing stone, to say the least. Spiritually, Alexandrite allows connection with the frequency of divine knowledge and divine love. It will assist you in resonating with the frequency and utilizing them to gather knowledge for the growth of the self or others while sharing this knowledge from the heart. It facilitates the recovery of alternate life information and Akashic records. Emotionally, Alexandrite brings in the frequency of joy. It teaches you to perceive the joy in being an embodied soul. Resonating with this stone may assist you in dealing with issues of not being able to receive love or energy from others. It can assist one in learning to trust one's intuition and guidance and in opening to become a channel for divine knowledge and love. Physically, Alexandrite stimulates the pineal and pituitary glands and the pineal gland is um, where we get our psychic senses from it's um, where the third eye is but if you take your finger and put it between your eyebrows and move it all the way to the right or to the left above your ear that's where your pineal gland is okay so it assists that and the pituitary gland and opens the crown through the heart chakras. It stimulates the brain and assists in balancing brain function, which is important. It's balancing the hemispheres, both creative on the right and intuitive and psychic to the logical and analytical on the left. Um, Alexandrite's properties are mainly spiritual, though it can be used to help one relax in order to support physical healing. It is an excellent stone to use with those who are fearf fearful of the healing process, as it allows them to relax and become more receptive to experience. And it's a good stone to use with those who are preparing for surgery or other invasive procedures or processes. And if you want an affirmation for Alexandrite, it's a very simple one. And I'll say it once and then I'll say it again slow. I embrace the joy that I embrace the joy, the totality of life. Again, I embrace with joy the totality of life. And that includes everything. Everything you're going through right now. You must embrace it. You must let it pierce you. Let it in. That way you can transmute it. You can transform it. And you can let it out. 
It's almost like taking a deep breath in, holding it for four seconds, letting it out through your mouth, holding that for four seconds. And then again, it's almost like square breathing. You have to let it pierce you and then let it out. You gotta transmute it, transform it. And everything then will be joyous. It is a magic stone in the sense of it helps you feel good. There are many stones that do that, but this one does it exceptionally well. You don't really need to be sensitive to stones in order to do this. But if you want some hints, what you can do is rub your hands together. I'm going to be rubbing mine really fast. What you're doing there is you're activating your palm chakras. And I also rub my wrists together because we have chakras there. Okay. And my fingertips. And then I will hold the stone. I will hold the energy in a ball if I don't have a stone with me, because I don't right now. I'm actually just wearing black azeshulite around my neck. Um, so I can hold on to that. I usually keep, you know, the uh, stones I work with on a regular basis, the Alexandrite, Brookites, Fenakites, um, and all the azeshulites, which we will get back to. There's 17, I believe, now. Um, I think the last one I did was Sedona Zestulite, which is one of my favorites because it brings in the energy of Sedona and the vortices that are there. So, um, you know, when you go to these sacred places like Stonehenge, which is actually the earth's heart chakra, um, when you go to these places, you feel these energies surrounding you and you can get that from certain stones for um stonehenge you can of course get stonehenge uh bluestone um for sedona which you know arizona has so many different vortices so much energy there in so many different places but sedona zeshulite is amazing it's one of my favorite stones it brings in a lot of the energies. And in combining it with other stones, for example, like Sinazes, and um, oh, just uh, like crop circle uh, flint, which is circle stone, um, agni, gold, damberite, phenakite, moldavite, moldal quartz, um, nirvana quartz, Sachamani uh, quartz, um, Vermont white azestulite, um, these are very helpful with multi-consciousness, and um, uh, rosolite, you can't get better than that. Siberian blue quartz, which is lab-grown, but is amazing for psychic development, mediumship development, if you are studying that or being an intuitive crystal practitioner. 
a crystal healing practitioner or any type of intuitive work that you're doing divination wise, um, definitely Siberian blue quartz is a great stone to work with. Um, a lot of times if you put a stone, a high vibrational stone, if you have two of them, put one at the third eye and one at the crown, you will feel immediately physically and psychically what that stone has to offer. You'll get pulsations. You'll feel it in different parts of your body. Don't freak out. It's supposed to be that way. And it's different for every person. So, you know, I will go through my process a bit slower on introducing myself to the energy being in the stone that I am... I haven't used yet, and we'll go through that. I would like to do that with you guys. Um, there's lots of other stones I'd love to talk about. I could talk about stones all day long. They are my favorite things in the world. You know, of course, besides people. But um, what I spend my money on is stones. And just in case you are listening to this around Black Friday and Cyber Monday of 2019, Robert Simmons is giving 20% off his entire collection on his site. It's not just jewelry, because it's jewelry is in the, um, I believe in the uh, website name. It's Heaven and Earth. Hold on. I'm actually going to look this up because... I just ordered. It's heaven and earth jewelry.com. That's heaven and earth jewelry.com. You even can get 20% off his Alchemy of Stones 2 um, seminar, which is in Burlington, Vermont. If you're on the East Coast or if you want to come in for it, I'm definitely going. It's in June, this coming June of 2020. And um, it includes, uh, you'll get an altar stone right away um, of your choice. I believe it's either white azestulite, Himalayan gold, and satchaloka clear. One of those you can choose. And um, you can, uh, it also, when you get to the uh, seminar, you will get about $800 worth of stones for free because you will be using them on yourself and with other people who are there. And then you'll also, when you're there, you get tools like selenite wands to make and put as certain stones on them, as estrolytes on them, which is a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely going. Um, and uh, it's between now and then, if you're looking for um, a great time and to learn about the alchemy and the consciousness of the new consciousness of these stones, it's definitely something you should look into. It's not that expensive. It's four days out of your life, if you can swing it. And um, it's just going to be amazing. The Alchemy of Stones 1 is on his, uh, his YouTube channel. You can just type in Robert Simmons and you'll find him. 
and he's done a couple of previews. But if you're looking to, you know, let's say you want a Fenakite or an Alexandrite, something that's expensive that you usually wouldn't be able to buy, he's there's 20% off everything. So I actually got myself a power strand, which are expensive. And I normally would not treat myself to something like that. But it was, it was 20% off. So <laughs> I got it for, for a very, very good price, especially with the stones that are said in it. Um, but it's uh, not just jewelry. I get all of my, most of my stones from him. Um, it's because he has raw stones. Um, he does have polished stones, but you know, I always tell you polished, you know, you're cutting down the energy and what the stone can do. I know they feel better and look prettier, but me, I would much rather have the stone in its natural state, but that's just my preference and what, how I feel. Um, so that's just a little important wisdom for you. And also what I'd like to talk about in the, hopefully the next episode, if I get through it all, I finally got my, um, the Ark Animal Tarot and Oracle deck by Bernadette King. It has a hundred cards. It's all about, um, it's, it's child by Bernadette and it's all about you know, the meaning of using it as it has the 78 cards of the regular tarot deck and then there's extras. Okay. Um, so you can use as both Oracle and tarot and it gives you not only the meanings of it as whatever card it is, for example, let's see the 12th card in the major arcana is the bat, which is, the hanged man, which is cute. And it tells you all about it being, you know, as a representation of the hanged man. She also gives you spiritual meanings to it. And it as a spirit animal, a totem animal and power animal. So you have the tarot, you have shamanism here. You have uh, also astrology. There are different uh, symbols on each card. I haven't gone through them all. They're just, I mean, I've looked at them all, but I haven't gone through them for uh, what they represent in, you know, in druidry and alchemy and, um, you know, power animals, spirit, uh, shamanism and uh, tarot. So um, I hope to invite her onto the show and talk to her about her new deck. It is beautiful. I just got it the other day. I, I actually pre-ordered it from Kickstarter uh, back in August. So it just came and I'm super excited about it. So, all right, my loves, I hope you be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and that you had an amazing Thanksgiving if you're here in the United States. If you're not, I hope you had an amazing day. And whenever you're hearing this, regardless if it's the day after Thanksgiving or if it's a year after, it doesn't have to be 
It's not about Thanksgiving. It's about living in gratitude. So whenever you hear any of my episodes, know that it pertains to whatever you're going through right now. So whether it's a tarot card reading or a mediumship reading, or I'm talking about a specific stone, it applies to you at that moment. It doesn't apply to you just because it doesn't not apply to you rather if it's, you know, because of the date of the episode of when I'm publishing this. It applies to you when you're listening to it. So be safe, be healthy, and be kind. I'm sending you, of course, all my love and light. And if you do want to talk or, you know, schedule an appointment, if you have a question, if you look in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, there is voice messages that you can leave or you can go to the email at Jill, J-I-L-L, at Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. The website, of course, for this audience is Psychic Today with JillRoberts.com. I tried to make it as simple as possible. This is going to be up there along with um, photos of Alexandrites and my photos of my Alexandrites. So I'll probably get that up tomorrow because it's just gone past 6 a.m. and I can hear the birds, the pigeons. Um, you can also reach me at 917-336-0054. Again, that's 917-336-0054. If you'd like to uh, make an appointment or talk about uh, a session, you can also see my services at Psychic Medium NYC, as in New York City, nyc.com, psychicmediumnyc.com. Okay, my loves, have a wonderful day, and you make it a great day. Ciao.